Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, good morning again as we gather here for worship outside, outdoors, which is great because I was watching the live stream as we were singing and listening, and you can see the leaves kind of, you know, falling down as you get a little hints of fall and a day like today. It's beautiful outside. So good to be here with you to worship our God. And I, I love this new song that we've been learning. If you joined us for the last few live streams, you've been here in person, this new song, you know, You Won't Let Go. That is just a powerful promise for us to cling to, especially in, in the midst of the, the uncertainties we find in our culture, in our political climate, and everything that's going on today. And you just pop on to the internet or you watch the news, and there are a lot of things that are very uncertain. There is a lot of uncertainty, you know, and people disagree about the virus and how do we, you know, adapt to the virus, to what's going on politically, and who will or won't be elected and what that means for our nation and the direction of things to things about police and brutality and racism and all that mixed up makes us a very chaotic and uncertain time. And how important it is for us to know that we have a God who all of this promises be with us. A God who promises to never let go. A God who's always holding on to you, to me, to all of us, regardless of the situation we find ourselves in. That's a promise we often hear from our God. I am with you. I am with you always. You don't have to be afraid because I am there. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Father God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this beautiful day, this amazing day that you've given us as Lord, we gather for worship. Those gathered here in person, to those gathering live stream, to those who are watching later on YouTube, Lord, we are gathered here together in the name of your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to the God who won't let go of us, the God who loves us always, the God who loves us without any conditions, without any restrictions. We thank you for that amazing grace and love. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. And God's people say, Amen. All right, well, as we gather here, this is the last Sunday of a series that we've been in called Rethinking Church. And we've kind of been exploring God's Word and, and talking about, you know, what does it mean for us to be church? To be God's people gathered together around His gifts, His gifts of Word and Sacrament. God's people gathered together, you know, whether we're gathering in person or gathering virtually, still gathered together. In the midst of what we just talked about earlier, all the chaotic, you know, all the chaos all of the things that are just unfolding in our world right now that makes us maybe angry, that makes us anxious and uncertain. And as we've done that, we explored what it means for us to be connected together, whether what it means for us to be gifted by God through our talents and experiences, and how we use those gifts to bless one another and to bless the community in which God has placed us. So as we kind of wrap this up today, we're going to start with a question here. You know, we've done this for uh, a number of times now. And here's the question. If you want to respond, if you're watching virtual, if you want to shout out, if you're here in person, you can do so. The question is this. I've got a bucket here. The question is, what fills your bucket? Now think about that just for a moment. What fills your bucket? And as you think about that, maybe you think of things. Originally, I had a big bunch of props up here, and I decided there's just too much to handle up here, so I just will talk about things. But maybe one of the things that fills your bucket is... Um, is work. I don't know how many of you enjoy work. Some of us really do enjoy hard work. 
Not many of you raised your hands. <laughs> or maybe maybe his family fills your buckets. Oh, a few more hands went up. I'm sorry, some of you you're just not filling their buckets. Um, maybe maybe it's you know working in the garden. That's no, not my bucket. That's my um, killing things. I do not have a green thumb. Or maybe it's being outdoors, or or watching a good movie, or maybe it's ha you know taking a vacation, going on a trip. You know, a lot of things we talk about that fill our buckets, and even you know being here in church is part of what fills our bucket. And as we do that, you know, it's part of the reason we gather as God's people, because God really does fill our bucket. That's kind of what is going on here in the text that Dale read for us just a little earlier, Luke chapter 10. It's a text that is probably familiar to most of you that are gathered here today as we gather for this worship service. It's the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan. And let's kind of back into this text just a little bit here. We have this expert in Moses' teaching. You know, an, an expert in God's Word, the Hebrew God's Word, which would be, you know, all that we call the Old Testament. And he's going to come, like they try to do many other times, he's going to kind of trap Jesus, and also kind of to justify himself. Justify who he is and, and how he's living his life. And so he asks this question, you know, teacher, you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to be certain that someday, you know, when I breathe my last breath, I'm going to be with God in heaven forever? He says, well, you know, what does the scripture say? And he quotes from the Old Testament. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as what? As you love yourself. He says, well, I've done all these things, you know, right? What does it mean to do this? And, and Jesus goes on and tells them this story, this parable. And we've hit this a number of other times, so we're not going to dive super deep into this parable. We're going to kind of just touch on some of the key elements here. But he tells this parable about a guy that goes on a trip. Goes on a trip and he gets beaten up, mugged, left for half dead. And he's lying there and a number of people come by and what do they do? Well, they, you know, they go around him. They, you know, I don't know if you've ever done that before, act like you didn't see something that's going on. If I don't see this car that's stuck on the side of the road, I won't feel guilty about just driving by, right? Anyone ever do that before? Really? I'm the only one? I do it. Thanks, Dale. I'm glad you do it, too. Okay, too. See, there's a few of us that are honest about that. You know, or, or that, you know, when you know something's going on, you know you should maybe step in and help. You know, and sometimes they have that, like, news programs where somebody actually step in and do something. These three religious guys, these, these three that should be the church, they do what? They just simply ignore the situation. But then the one guy, the one guy that should be an outcast, an outsider, is the one that comes and he stops to take care of this guy. He takes care of him and, you know, bandages his wounds, puts him on his own donkeys, you know, puts him in his own car and puts a seat warmer on if it's the wintertime or something like that. Gets him all cozy, brings him to, you know, a hotel and says, take care of this guy. I'll be back in a few days. You know, here's my credit card. Any expense. Of course, they didn't have credit cards back then, but it'd be like today. Here's my credit card. Whatever the charges are, I'll take care of it. It's on me. I don't know about you, how many of you would be willing to do that. I mean, I have a hard time doing that. It's one thing to help somebody on the side of the road. It's another thing to say, here's my credit card. Whatever expense they tally up here, I'll cover it. 
And then Jesus asked this question. And you know what the question is, right? The question is this. And you can type it if you're watching this live stream. I want you to shout it out. Shout the question. The question is what? You know, who is or who was a neighbor to him? Say that with me. Who was a neighbor to him? Yeah, and he says, well, the Samaritan was, of course. You know, it's obvious, Jesus, you know. The guy's educated, he knows. He says, go then and do likewise. Go and follow this man's example. And see, the point that Jesus was getting at, and the point that connects with us as we talk about the church today, the church in the midst of civil unrest, the church in the midst of a pandemic, the church in the midst of, and we've talked about this before as well, a, a post-church culture, which here's a quick summary of what the post-church culture is. That means the church no longer influences the culture the way that it once did. It used to be. And some of you are old enough to remember when the church, if the church said this is right or this is wrong, this is how we do things, everything revolved around the church. Everything revolved around Sunday morning. And now the church is often put on the sidelines. Often, you know, those of us who, who go to church, who, who believe and have this relationship with God and Jesus, feel like, you know, we are on the outside. So how are we the church today? Well, the reason I picked this text is I, I think in some ways, you know, we could say the same thing like this religious leader did, this expert in Moses' teachings. Well, Jesus, I've done all these things. And Jesus is saying now, let me tell you a story. That it's just so easy for us to be like those three who wanted to be on the sidelines and talk about God's love. And yet, Jesus talks about God's love is investing for his life, for the life of the Samaritan and the life of someone else. So here's the point that I think Jesus is getting at because ultimately, you know, this is what's going to shape us. Because we can, again, talk about this, we can all feel bad and it can make you feel guilty. That's not the point here. Because as we gather here, we gather here to celebrate God who loves us. God who loves us so much that he gave his son Jesus. Jesus' love for you, for me, for the world is a love that is unconditional. It has no strings attached, no restrictions. He loves you. And as God sends us out as his people, as we gather and he sends us out, he sends us out to share that love. So, brought with me some cups here. Little red cups. Sorry, no drinks to share. Some of you laugh. And, you know, little, little, little red cups here. And, you know, so when we talk about, you know, what fills our bucket, what fills our lives, you know, this gets to be like us, right? And so God sends us out, and this has actually got some water in it, you know, and, and, he, and he calls us to share love with others. So, you know, part of the idea is we come here with and receive God's love, and we share that love as we go out. You see, as we talk about the love that we have, the love that God has for us, the more assured we are, the more certain we are of God's love for us, the more we will pour out love for others. The more assured we are of God's love, the more we are poured out in love for others. Since Jesus is listening to this expert in Moses' teaching who's kind of going off, look, I did all these good things. I Just give me a little gratification. Hey, I'm good with God. And, and Jesus basically says, you don't understand it. And so he tells the story of these three who should understand God's law. These three religious leaders who should know God's law. But instead, their behavior shows they are not assured, they are not certain that God loves them. Because as we are more certain of God's love for us, the more we are poured out in love to others. And to the lives of one another as part of our church family, 
and into the community of Lincoln and the world. So as we talk about that, of course, you know, we want to make sure, and that's part of the reason we gather together, you know, even on these unusual times, is we gather together so that we have more of God's love, you know, filling our lives. And the more that, you know, we have God's love filling our lives, the more assured we are of God's love, the more we are filled up with God's love, the more love we have what? Oh, you guys are so quiet this morning. The more we are filled out, I'm glad this is all wood here. The more we are filled out with God's love, the more we can be, I'll get away from the microphone here, the more we are poured out in love for others. And of course, the great thing with God's love, unlike this pell here, which eventually will grow empty, is God's love, that unconditional love, that love for us in Jesus that has no restrictions, that love that knows no bounds, is a love that continues to fill us up. And so we gather here this morning. We gather here to celebrate a love for us and love for you that fills our lives. And as he fills our lives with love, he then sends us out to fill love into our community, into lives of others. To love with an unconditional love that he has loved us. So as we talk about, you know, what does it mean to be the church today in these uncertain times? It means to be a people who are certain of God's love for us. A God who never lets go of us. A God who loves us, who loves you unconditionally. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done. And a God who sends us out to love the world, to love the community, to love all others as he has loved us. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love and your forgiveness. We pray, Lord, that you bless us. We would be certain of the love you have for us. That as we are certain of that love, as we are filled with your love, that we go out into our community and our world to share the love that you have shared with us. This we pray, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.